Okay, so you fill out these brackets and you're trying to figure out like who's going to who's going to win and it's just all logical. Mm, yeah. You just you're just going like, well, clearly they're the number 1 or they're the second best team in this bracket. So they're going to beat the 15. Of course, it's numbers. It's numbers, it's it's also prestige. And in your case, April, it's color schemes. It's logos. <laughs> <laughs> it obviously served. It served. It served a purpose. In the first two rounds, I was in first place. You were, and then I quickly shot to the very bottom. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. But those color schemes got you pretty far first yeah. two rounds. But it's just so crazy. Like I'm watching the game last night, and I'm like, "How did we get here? A four and a five seed are playing for the national championship." UConn goes on to win their fifth national championship since 1999, the most of any university since 1999, five championships. And it's just like I, I'm sitting in our staff pool, seventh place. I follow sports a great deal. It's yeah. not a lip. My son asked me the other day, Dad, do you love sports like the most? I go, no, son. I love you way more. He goes. Mm. <laughs> Which son asked? Maverick. He's like, he's like, you love sports, Dad. I'm like, yeah. Is this? Did your mother pay you to say this? Like, did your mom send you in here to to, to passive aggressively correct me? It the the thing about March Madness that I love so much. It's it's over. I watched Jim Nance say goodbye last night. Had a tearful. Goodbye. Uh, um, they played the w one shiny moment video. It's my favorite part of March Madness, the end of it. But I'm just like, how in the world does that happen every year that we get to this place and you're like, there's, there's, who's in this tournament? Who's in this Final Four? Right. FAU? <clears throat> FA, who, FA, what, what did you say to me? <laughs> I was going to say FA, who? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is insane. It's all the madness, but. It's over. We got to move on. Congrats to UConn. It's time to go for the Masters now. Let's get it. By the way, I'm wearing uh, green, Masters green, you know, because it just, we're here. It's Masters week. We're recording Leadership Leaning. Apologies, leaners, leaners. We were under the radar. We yes. were under the gun. Mm -hmm. We were under the spell. We were completely just shut down last week. Yeah. Not good stuff going on. I have finally broke down, went to urgent care. They put me on like six things. One of them, steroids. Yeah, we could see actually. Holla <laughs> at your boy if you see him on the roids. If I get a little aggressive this pod, you understand That's what's fine. going on. You, you got some, some, some uh, context here. I'll keep that in mind. But um, we were not well last week. Not well enough, at least, to record a pod. You got to be pretty sick to not be able to record a podcast. Truly. Honestly. But we're back at it. Uh, I'm here with my trusty sidekicks, uh, April, who's dominating this month. Uh, you know, all, all jokes aside, go on. Uh, and oh, Nate, I get it now. <laughs> yeah, it just got me too. And, uh, and Nate the Great, we are talking about the subject of leadership. Thank you to every person that likes, subscribes, comment. I like doing this run right here, by the way. Yeah, it's it's. I feel like, like it's, subscribe, comment, shares. I yeah. like the whole thing. Yeah, feels like a little like a car salesman. We've got Ford, Lexus. No, no, no. Feels like it needs to be a sticker. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a rap song right there. <laughs> Anyways, um, thank you to everybody that um, 
He's on the journey with us. Leaners. Leaner nation. Okay, enough. You're not a nation. <laughs> Leaners, we love you. We are so thankful for this group that is committed to growth. We are just a podcast of people trying to get a little bit better. We cannot promise perfection, but by golly, I'm looking for progress. That's right. I'm looking for a little bit of progress. So uh, if you're on Spotify, thank you very much. Apple Music. Are we? My son asked me the other day, Dad, are you on SoundCloud? Yeah. Are we? We should be on every... Sorry, not... Yeah, yeah. I don't think SoundCloud. That's yeah, the actually. One yeah, that, on. yeah. What about Pandora? I think yes. The, there's a lot of Pandora people yeah. out there. Every wealthy person I know is still on Pandora. It's just yeah. and and they're and they're and they're not paying. They didn't even for upgrade the, to the one where no, you for choose. the commercials are gone. Yeah. No, they it's, it's unbelievable. All right, today we are talking about quotes I've been thinking about. Ooh, I love this. I just you know I love to collect good quotes. I think maxims, axioms, little nuggets of truth, handles are so fun to collect along the way. And these are just a few. These are a few of my favorite quotes. Okay. When the bell rings, when the phone buzzes. Okay. Uh, Here's the first one. Number one, uh, how you do some things is how you do everything. Mm. And this to me is a big, big one I've been thinking about. I think we mentioned it maybe even on our last podcast. That's why I've been thinking about it so many times uh, uh, the last couple of weeks. It's just like, man, nothing is disconnected. Right. right. It's all connected. I, I had a great lunch yesterday with a, a guy that, you know, manages wealth. And he was, he was teaching me on his five-pronged attack on taxes. Wow. Jeez. Didn't even Five, know. I, I, when he said it to me, uh, socially, you know, I have a five-pronged attack on taxes. I go, can <laughs> we get together sometime? <laughs> right. And so yesterday on a napkin, he was drawing it out. And we were just talking about, you know, just budgets. Mm. Well, I mean, we got into, you know, like trusts and will and um, investments and all, all the things, 401ks, all, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, he was just talking... Uh, again yesterday about the value of doing all things well doing all things right that excellence that bleeds out into every area of your life Mm. i saw a great video uh it was actually for a toyota commercial that was you know promoting the newest toyota product and they were saying that um it was kind of going through the toyota and how clean the car was and that whole you know old saying how you, you show me your car and I'll show you what your what your life looks like, or what your they were saying mind, what your mind looks like. And I was just thinking, is there's a lot of truth to it. There's it's hard to separate. Yeah, it's hard to live your whole life compartmental. Oh yeah, everything bleeds into everything. And so, the goal for leaders, the goal in leadership, is to do all things well. I can't be perfect, but I want to be. I wanted everything that I do, every meeting, every podcast, every uh, for me message that I. Uh, preach every I'm getting I'm starting to write this next book I want to write it better than anything I've ever done I want to do all things well because how I do some things is affecting how I do everything That's right. mm-hmm. and I I think the problem is is the lie is I'm going to step up and kill it in these areas but you know it's fine that I coast in these hmm. I don't think you're building the trust with yourself I don't think you're right. building the confidence the respect and I think that 
the greatest leaders I've been around, they don't do a few things well. They do everything well. That's right. It's everything they do. It's all encompassing as opposed to it's just it's a real hard thing when you when you live disconnected. When it's like, man, I crush it in these two areas, but like, I really don't care about these two. No, everything that you do, every part of your life, make a step towards getting health, getting momentum, getting strength, being valuable. So look at the buckets of your life and go, where am I not killing it? Let's let's let the pendulum swing a little bit. Let's get strong in that area. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just don't like the idea that's like, I'm going to do one thing good and, and a few things really, really bad. Yeah, yeah. And I think like, that the <clears throat> excuse me the things that you usually try to do well are the things that are rewarded and the things that are seen by other people the most but the trick there is if you don't do the things that are important behind the scenes that's it you're going to lose the influence that you built even right. if it was just temporarily with the things that people see yeah and i think that what i was thinking is that those things even though some of them are very visible some of them aren't visible those invisible things over time become very visible. That's exactly right. Yeah, they, they, they do. And, and I think um, we talk about self-respect. I just think confidence is so underrated. Mm. It's not overrated. Confidence is underrated. I think that we should put a higher premium on confidence. Mm. Confidence mm. is so good. Now, in its right expression in its truest form confidence to me is such a internal reality has nothing to do with the external yeah and so if i have internal confidence where does that come from you're doing the small stuff Mm -hmm. yeah showing up doing my best i can't control results and i don't even care about results i care about doing my best trying every area of my life you know, really having it in front of me and how I do something is going to affect, it's going to bleed over into how I do everything else. Here's a, here's another one. This is so funny. I don't know why I keep thinking about this one. You're going to probably laugh at me with friends like you who needs enemies. You ever hear this? Whoa. I'm like trying to process it with friends. Whoa. With friends. (laughs) That's so sincere. And why we love having you hit, hit, Hit Nick Saban for me real fast. You all may be taking the week off, but I'm not. We got to balance out a little Nick Saban with whatever you just did some BTS stuff on here or whatever you were singing. Smooth, Smooth like butter. butter. Yeah. yeah, just that was a little bit. But we're fine. We're you're fine. Yeah. Let's keep going. Um, I'm kidding. Um, wh- why I keep thinking about this is like I-, I think I've been saying to you guys recently. I'm really challenged as a friend right now friendship the gift of friendship and there's a proverb that i always love he who desires friends must see himself first be friendly you know, yep. everything mm-hmm. what it's really saying is all of life starts with you yeah every you, so you can't play the blame game it always starts with you and you're the you're the you're the blessing but you're the burden mm-hmm. and so um well, the reason why i've been thinking about this quote is am i the type of friend that what's the difference between you and an enemy Mm. right what's the difference yep with friends like you who needs enemies i think that um most people are so afraid of rejection and then if if you throw on top of that abandonment we have this fomo issue so you got abandonment issues and rejection issues all at play 
in the culture that we're in, everything is shifting. So people are looking to friendships to find stability. Yeah. That's You're right. a constant in my life. Yep. The, the goal, I think, in your world is just to be a constant. Mm-hmm. Like you were a rock. Yep. You were the same person since you got success or whatever. You know, I met you 20 years ago, 10 years ago, a year ago. You've always been the same, treated me the same. That's 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 the goal in, in relationships. Yeah. But the goal is to be such a good friend to people. I think people need a good friend. Mm-hmm. You know, they need somebody to be there to... You know, what is leadership to me is adding, giving, helping, serving, encouraging, loving, blessing. Everything is outward focused. And um, if you can conquer that and refresh others, I really think that you'll find the refreshment that you're looking for. Yeah, that's good. And I think that there's so many uh, funny things about relationships are just, you know, we can go through it. When you stop working on them, they stop working. Right. They just, that's the bottom line. So they take work. I think I've told you guys, uh, leaners know that my big three that I'm working on this year in 2023, leadership, relationship, stewardship. Those are my big three this year. Leadership, relationship, stewardship. I I can land and live in leadership. Relationship is a whole different muscle. That's right. Um, so I know you said that, you know, it's, it's valuable to stay constant in people's lives over time as you grow and change. And I think that a reality is that sometimes when we grow and change in our leadership, our personal lives, sometimes we kind of outgrow people. But what does it look like to still be a constant in someone's life, still be reliable, still stay the same when you've maybe outgrown someone? Yeah. And I, and I, I think that's a great question. I think the problem is, is that, um, have you ever gotten back around someone and, they change the way that they treat you, their, their interaction with you. Mm. And you're like, wait, w- what changed? The last time we talked, we were great. Right. So I think when I talk about being a constant, it's like, I'm going to be the same person. Mm. I'm going to be the same. Yeah. Now our proximity might not be the same. Our communication, our, our um, interactions as far as like um, frequency might not be the same, but the love is ne- the, like, I'm not, I'm not switching up. Yeah. I'm gonna be the same. That's right. The, the consistency of friendship. I think this is a big deal. And I think that we need to be considering how we come across. Mm. This last year, a very close friend of mine sat me down and said, hey, you really hurt my feelings. Wow. And I was just like, I'm not ready for this. This is, wow, this is happening in real time. And the person started to show me, hey, you did this. Did you not think how that would make me feel? Mm. Hey, and then you did this too. Did was I ever on your radar of how that would make me feel and come across? And I was like, oh, for sure. Yeah, I'm sorry. I should have texted. I should have reached out. I should have. And I was just, man, can I grab another piece of humble pie and just, (laughs) can you put whipped cream on it real fast so I can just enjoy this big humble pie? But I think that the reality is is that I was just challenged with friends like you. Who needs an enemy? (laughs) This is how my best friends are going to treat me? Who, wow. What, what's the difference between you and an enemy? Right. I just go, wow, isn't that crazy? We think that we, I think a lot of times we're living on old equity and we think, oh, man, we're, we're friends because what six, six, eight years ago, 10 years ago, you know, I was in the, life is what have you done for me lately? Right, right. You're right. This is how the human condition works. Mm-hmm. And I think what I'm saying is I'm not trying to, hold people hostage to who I was a long time ago in their life. 
I want to be a friend that's like, I'm still considerate. I'm still right. reaching out, still thankful, still expressing. It's really great. Julie and I were in the car last week and I got a, uh, you know, a good maybe minute and 50 long uh, voice memo from somebody. And this is a safe person in my life. So I played it in front of my wife. You know, as in like, I know that she'll love to hear this voice memo is right, what right, I mean. Right. And so I played the voice memo and we just start ear to ear. Just this person. Hey, it's, I think it was last Thursday. Hey, it's Thursday. I just want to tell you this is who you are. This is what I think about you. This is a friend you've been to me. And we're just sitting there. But Julia's receiving it like it's to her. Right, right. And I'm thinking, man, I'm grateful. After, you know, I've been friends with this person for a long, long, long time. And I'm thankful that he's not going... Um, he doesn't need to know how I think about him. Mm -hmm. He doesn't need to know how I feel. Right. He doesn't need to hear love, encouragement, blessing. It's just a quote I've been thinking about. With friends like you, who needs enemies? Could it be that in our friendships, we're failing them? Yeah. Could it be that we're so focused on leadership that we have neglected relationship? Mm -hmm. Focus on leadership and you neglect relationship. See how that works out. Right. I've been there. I've done that. I've focused on, let's use another word for leadership, your thing. Yeah. And I was going to say, it's, it's, there is a little bit of, you know, oxymoron to it. Right. Because yeah. Because all leadership is, is relationship. That's all it is. Like if you're not in relationship, you're not actually leading well. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you can, you can get tricked into thinking, I'm caring about my relationships because yeah. they're working for me. Yeah. Shoot. Yeah. I just think that there's, you have way I, I can't I can't convince you of this enough. If you hear anything from this podcast, hear this one right here. Your world is so much bigger than you think it is. You got a big world. Think about this. Leader, hear me. Your world is massive. You got a massive world. It's so big. And because you are blessed with a big world, that comes with a big demand. To whom much has been given, much is required. So there's a requirement to be a good friend. Mm -hmm. And I just love that quote. I've been challenged by it. Okay, we're going to take a moment here for one of our sponsors here on Leadership Lean-In, which is Athletic Greens. I know we've talked about them before. If you're new to Leadership Lean-In, Athletic Greens is someone who we've been partnering with for a while. And so we all take Athletic Greens. We all take AG1 here on the pod. We love it. I love it because I, for one... I'm a vegetarian, so I loved getting all my vitamins, minerals, everything that I need in one little packet that tastes great. It's so convenient and it's easy. You can pour it into coffee. You can pour it into a smoothie. You can put it in your yogurt. Whatever it is, it's really easy to take, tastes good, and gives you a lot of energy and makes you feel great. It's so easy, so why wouldn't you do it? Um, there's really no reason, but Athletic Greens, if you're looking for an easier way to take your supplements, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash LLI. That is athleticgreens.com slash LLI. Check it out, and the link to that is also in the show description so go ahead and check it out and we'll head back to leadership lean in uh here's the next one it's called q-tip quit taking it personal Ooh, that's really good that's so q-tip is quit taking it personal because name a great leader that takes things personal can't yeah. Now, where there is opportunities for change and growth, come on, we're going to get into the nitty gritty and find our opportunities, but quit taking everything so personal. Right. Oh, God. It doesn't rise and fall on you as much as you think it does. Right. Get out of here. Yep. 
Quit taking it so personal. I think sometimes as a leader, you're leading a team, you're leading a, a, a sports team, a business, and you're a startup. You're, you know, sometimes we, we don't want people to treat us like you're the brand or you're the organization, but then sometimes ego slides in and you want people to treat you like you are the brand and you are the organization. So you got to kind of pick and choose. You got to, you got to go, what's what kind of adventure are you going to have here? I think that if you're going to get into that adventure where you're the brand, you're the organization, you're the hero, it rises and falls on you. You're the, you're the, the cat's meow. Okay, fine. Everything's going to be personal. Hmm. Yeah. Everything. Yep. If you, work against that and you refuse that you're going to be able to sleep really good at night because you're going to go i don't have control over people i don't have control over them it's not all about me it's not always personal and i just think a short-sighted person refuses to try and walk a mile in their shoes Mm. have you considered what they're going through have you considered what they're facing have you considered the things that they're uh, uh, under financially relationally emotionally physically uh uh, what, what they're going through in their own soul i just think it's just a foolish thing to take so many things personal mm-hmm. unless somebody walks in and goes this is personal <laughs> right Absolutely. And in that case, let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But quit taking things so personal. Yeah. It is an inability to mature and to think at a higher level than you. I, th- I think it's always good to get a higher vantage, to go up to 30,000 feet and look at things objectively. That's right. I think it can get also tricky with the way workplaces are changing nowadays. Like people are working with their friends more often. In ministry, we are working with our friends and family. It's so easy. And I think it's been a challenge for me, especially to, you know, really separate those things and realize like, okay, this is one situation. This is such a different situation. These things aren't going to cross over. Like it takes some time to really like remember realize that you know put it into practice but i think this is a big challenge for people who don't work in a typical like corporate cubicle situation which is you were talking about it the other day who really works in that situation still not a lot of people it would be the rare thing chad do you have any uh, moments that you can remember where you took it personal yeah tons tons i think that the the trick here and the key to leadership is a great leader immediately goes, what did I do wrong? Hmm. How can I improve? Hmm. What, what, where am I at fault? Um, a great leader assumes responsibility. That's how we were trained. Right. So, of course, that you, you immediately go, it's my fault. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, most leaders that I know don't do this in success. They only do it in failure. Wow. So, wow, they, so, they, so they, don't, they don't ever go like, oh, we're up 30%. Am I not amazing? They don't. The, but when failure happens, yeah. uh, an issue, a problem, they go, it, I, I should have, and I could have, and, and what? That's a leader. Mm-hmm. That's a leader. Yep. It's fine to start there. I'm fine with that. You can't stay there. Yeah. You got to dig through the root of this thing to find out, was it clearly, truly you, or was it, their own trauma, their own upbringing, their own 
desire, you know, I just think that, could you, I just, you know, to me, the greatest leader in the history of the world is Jesus. Could you imagine Judas sells him out and he's like, it was, I should have, you know, and Judas, he wanted to sit with me and I was like, <laughs> Right. You know, and I, I was, I took those other two guys with me, and I, maybe if he could have gotten seen Elijah and Moses, then he would have. That's just not. Yeah. He's not taking everything personal. Yep. And even with Peter, we're going to talk about this this weekend for us. Is like Peter's betrayal. These are big leadership. Totally. Crisis. Yeah. Organization killers. Oh, dude, what? Yeah. This guy, he went through all of it. Yep. And you don't see him in the corner going like, oh, they don't like. They, you know, just Q-tip. Stop taking it so personal. Could it be that there was something weak inside of Judas that was like, man, I want money. Totally. Mm-hmm. Could it be in something inside of Peter that's like, oh, man, I want people to like me. Yeah. Wow. Does that make sense? Like, yep. I think take it personal when it's personal. If you failed, own that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. If it's not on you, don't make it be on you. I just think that. Um, I find more leaders taking it personal than not. Yeah, I, I don't see a lot of people bypassing and going like, I'm just do to do. I'm in a cloud floating. I didn't, <laughs> I do nothing wrong. Yeah. You know, the, it, it, what is it? What is it? The, the average person thinks 40,000 negative thoughts a day. Yeah. And so what's your negative thought? You know, what's that pattern saying? Your fault. You, you're the problem. You're the issue. You're the, does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, and look, that, that's more than just a leader. Like, let's just look at social media for a second. Yeah, we put out a clip, and it's totally harmless. In in context, it's incredible leadership. Someone sees that, and because they've been personally harmed by someone, they comment a personal hurt. Yeah, and now you start seeing everything as hurtful to me, personal. Yeah, and it's like that's not. I'm so sorry, but you have to have a certain level of arrogance to think that everyone's talking. That's exactly right. All the time. Yeah, they're just not. No. You know, in in the in the best way, and I want to encourage everybody. Um, I just don't. I I've said this probably a thousand times on leadership leaning. This is probably a broken record at this point. I just don't think people think about you that much. I'm not trying to burst your bubble, but yeah. people are not at home thinking about you that much. They're not. Right. It is exhausting to think about others. Most people are thinking about themselves, mm-hmm. and so quit quit taking it personal. Let's move on. Let's yep. improve. Let's get some progress. But I gotta, I gotta go. Mm-hmm. Peter, we loved you. I'm gonna give you another shot. Let's go to the boat. Hey, man, come on. I got some breakfast. Uh, Judas, I can't help you now, obviously. But man, I would have given you another shot. <laughs> right. Totally. You know what I mean? Just stop taking it personal. Um, here's here's another one. Pride struggles with entitlement. Humility is free from thinking they are special. So good. Pride struggles with entitlement, but humility is free from thinking they are special. Pride struggles. Pride has this struggle with entitlement. It's about me. It's about mine. It's about I'm entitled to special seats. I'm entitled to special treatment. The 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 prideful person uh, just can't believe they're not getting the special treatment. Like I'm shocked. Right. Do you know who I am? <laughs> the humble leader, which is the best leader in my opinion is always going like I'm I got my feet on the ground I'm I have a sober mind I have an accurate view of self and others and I can call it what it is and that's why that security and confidence is what allows me to lead really well and I think that you know I've been we, we've been talking about pride versus humility and we talk 
for a long time about this subject. Pride is the invisible uh, muscle in the neck that makes you stiff. It's like, <laughs> I'm not going to say sorry. I'm not going to say I love you. I'm not going to um, help. I'm not going to submit because I got this invisible muscle that, you know, pride is this invisible cancer that makes everybody else sick besides the person that has it. And that's what pride does. Pride just destroys. Pride kills. Pride will absolutely annihilate your future. But humility and that gift, that humble spirit, that ability to be sober in your mind, that ability to have a moderate self-view, that attitude of thankfulness and gratitude. When you are a humble leader, you really... I don't think I'm that special. I think I'm 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 gifted. I'm talented. I've got opportunity. I've got relationship. All of it, it clearly did not come from my own doing. I'm not a self-made man, so I understand these are gifts from God. But I I don't need. I'd rather give them special treatment. Hmm. Humility is thinking more about others. Yep. It's not less of, of yourself. It's less about yourself. Yep. And to me, if you want to talk about goat status. That's a goat. Goats to me are humble. You know, it's why, you know, it's, I saw a clip of Scotty Piven and he was saying, you know, um, he's talking about LeBron and he was saying, if LeBron is the best, why does he need to say that? Scotty, right, Scotty's right. saying this. Yeah. He's saying, why don't you let other people say this? Yeah. He's basically trying to say like, Hey man, like maybe you are, but it comes off. It comes off entitled. Yeah. Yep. To say I'm the best ever. Yeah. It will probably serve you well if you allow other people to brag mm. behind your back. I just think I'm so into this this thought, the contrast, pride, the war of of good versus evil, um, spirit versus flesh, pride versus humility, and because you see it at play in our lives every day. Every day. It's not. It's not like man. Well, we finished studying that man. I'm glad we conquered that class. <laughs> right. Dude, pride would just. You, you think you're doing well and then there's an opportunity for your pride to go let's party yeah, yeah, let's go and where it usually gets nasty is when entitlement creeps in i'm own owed this i deserve this i should be getting this i why am i not being treated like this as soon as you do that you forfeit the ability to lead you're done yeah. It's like, you know, pride says, don't you know who I am? Yeah. I deserve this seat. Humility, when the seat's offered to you, it's like, do you know who I am? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not anyone special. I can't believe. It's yeah. like, you can say the same things and the, the pride and the humility yeah. unlocks or locks doors. That's but it's good. so not a, a a phrase or even a word. It's such a spirit. Mm -hmm. yeah. The spirit of humility. As soon as someone walks through the door, you can sense it. Yeah, you can sense it. Yeah. And it and it's being grounded. It's being rooted. It's having a, a total ability to see yourself accurately, and to see others accurately. To see life. To see humanity. To see the world. Mm -hmm. To see God. And then you get all that in context. You're like, ah, oh, why do? Why would I ever act with such pomp and what was it on, on Sunday pomp and circumstance yeah. yeah it just keeps getting me but why <laughs> but why would I why would I ever act like that it's like I know what life's about I know what others what's in others I know this is the way to create enemies yeah right. yeah this is the way to get haters going this is the way to fuel like 
Why would, you know, there's a scripture I've always loved that, that, that says, you know, there's one that says, uh, uh, fathers don't provoke your children to anger. There's another one I love is don't provoke each other to jealousy. Mm-hmm. And, and a, 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 a prideful person is like, look at what I got. Look at, mm-hmm. look at who I am. Yep. Look at where I'm yep. at. Look at what I'm, right. look who I'm with. Look at what I've accomplished. Look at my, look at, it's braggadocious. It's that braggadocious spirit. Great Humility word. is like, I'm good. Yeah. You know, know who I am, know where I'm going, confident in my future, yeah. confident in my own gifting and my own talent. I, I'm looking to add. I'm looking to get it's that whole adding. Yeah. I think that sometimes people, it, humility can get confusing. Like, oh, is it being confident? Is it being modest? But it's like two sides of the same coin. That's right. You know, right. It, it confident enough to know, you know, I am who I am, but I'm not a big deal. Like it doesn't all, like you said, rise and fall on me. But modest enough to know, like, hey, I don't need this. This is not anything for me. So it's and both. There's just no such thing as a big deal. Yeah. Uh, earlier in the podcast, you said something like, you know, under, or confidence is underrated. Yes. And real confidence comes from humility. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's those people I want to be around the most. Yes. Like when I'm around someone with real confidence, I always want to be around those people. That's right. And get, cause guess what? Real confidence makes you feel better about yourself, mm-hmm. not luring you to make you feel better about their, their yeah. confidence. That's, that's yeah. exactly it. It's like watching. They're making you feel big. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I cut you off. No, it's like when you're watching someone on stage, certain people make you feel anxious like oh my god i don't know if they're gonna remember their line i don't know if they like know what they're doing like right. i grew up doing like like theater so like my when i was watching my friends i'm like oh my god i can't tell if they know their lines here it's like scary yeah. but when they're confident like you feel at peace but when people are like yes not confident oh everyone's like on edge wait april you grew up doing theater i did does julia know this yeah we've talked about it oh she that would make her so happy <laughs> Julia's whole fan, all those girls, those McGregor girls, they're all theater kids. They sing all the Broadway songs. They do the, the, all her and her her three sisters, the four McGregor girls, they harmonize and they sing in perfect pitch and they take turns on the piano, all the theater stuff. Yeah. If you just pop by the creative office, just stick your head in once in a while, you'll just hear me. (laughs) I have a limit of how many songs I can sing a day and I break it every day. I love it. Okay, (laughs) here's the last one. Uh, People come on, come to your team alone, but they leave in a group. Ooh, I love that. That's amazing. They come alone. They show up. So leader, hear me. They're going to show up at the, at the, on the basketball team alone. They're going to show up in the, in the, you know, tech startup, whatever, whatever space you're in, they're going to show up alone, but they're going to leave in a group. And this is the power of groups. Yep. It's kind of like, have you ever been in a, um, a social setting? Like you're at somebody's house at night and, um, a couple gets up to leave first and they're the first couple to leave. And then everybody else kind of look like you look at, you look at your wife. You're like, should we go? They're going, should we go? So it's not that everybody's getting in a group going like, all right, on Tuesday, the 21st, we're going to all leave. It's, <laughs> it, it, but it's a group. Right. Because I think it's the power of the group. Yeah. And you got to believe in that. That's yep. fine. They come in, they come alone, but they leave in a group. And I, and I don't think that that's a bad thing. I don't think it's a, no. a negative thing. It's the power of the groups that yeah. form, the, the relationships that are forged, the, the camaraderie, the, the unity, the blessing that's there. And so I think, you know, someone told me this uh, uh, maybe six to nine months ago. And they said, never forget people, people come alone but they leave in a group and i thought isn't that insightful 
Mm-hmm. Isn't that helpful? Yeah. Yeah. To Q-tip. <laughs> yeah, totally. You can't take everything personal. So you, this is just a real reality. And I think it's comforting. I think, you know, you find these maxims and axioms. So, so when things in leadership appear, you go, ah, I remember one time someone said this. Yeah. I remember one. Oh, like I, I just find, find quotes, put them in your pocket. Yeah. Yeah. Find, find handles. Mm-hmm. Ah, people come alone, but they leave in a group. Why? Because when they came, they believed in the group. They believed yeah. in each other. They forged right, relationships right, right. and that's fine. And there's not a bad, bad thing. I'll, you know, again, I love sports. I watch sports all the time. And it's like that group that the Boston Celtics had. Yeah. And in 2008, they go up against Kobe. That was a group. That was a core. But guess what? They they left in a group. How about the Lakers in the bubble? That was a great group. But the yeah. group, they all just, they, they didn't, they had to go. They didn't bring, they didn't bring them all back together. I think it's okay for us to identify that um, we want people to believe in the group more than a person. Right. So let it be about the group. Right. And I, I, you know, my, this is just going back to the book of Genesis. God made tribes. That's right. right. Everything about God is tribal. Yeah. Right. He made 12 of them. So, so we're, we're called to live in tribes, be in tribes, find a tribe, mm-hmm. find a tribe and stick with it. That's right. And so I think that it's the group thing is a great thing. Don't ever fight against it. Believe in it. When people get into the group, celebrate. I think, you know, I was a youth pastor for so many years. So one of my favorite things to do was go through a lunchroom and I see that, oh, there's the football group and there's right. the... There's so the clear. there's the able group, and there's the ASB group, and there's the basketball group, and you know it's like clicks are good mm. because you need people to find their group and their click, love them, bless them, help them, but don't ever forget, people show up alone, but they leave in a group. <laughs>